This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, I'm Taylor Rooks. In this episode, we sit down with Jabari Smith Jr., the Houston Rockets draft pick. Third overall, we're going to talk about that experience draft night. He goes pretty in-depth about thinking he was going to be one, then ending up being three, and all of the shock that surrounded that. We talk about what he's going to bring to the Houston Rockets and also why he is the number one Atlanta rap fan. Let's do it. Hello, Jabari. What's up? Thanks for being here. Hey, how you doing? Oh my gosh, already iced out. <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, I feel I feel like that's a rite of passage uh, uh, in the NBA. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is your first like real sit down interview as an NBA player. Uh, yeah, it yeah? is actually. Yep, my yeah. first one. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a bunch of media. That yeah, it's been like, a lot of media. Yeah. How how are you feeling about having to like, there's always something to do, always a question to answer? Um, I mean, I feel like I've been dealing with it fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of kind of like that in college, but now it's like a whole nother level. You know, yeah. They're asking, now they're looking for a story, kind of, now mm-hmm. they like, the question's kind of deeper, so it's just a, it's just kind of different. Yeah, like a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm happy to have you here. I get really excited whenever we have a Georgia person on the yeah. show because <laughs> I'm from Gwinnett County. Okay. Um, you're from Fayetteville. Yeah. Um, so I actually want to start in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me about Crab Apple Elementary School. Um, that's really like an elementary school where it's like real close to my high school. Um, mm-hmm. it's not too far. And basically, it's like an elementary school, and they got like a full court outside. And uh, kind of like when COVID hit, no gym was open or nothing like that. So um, anytime I wasn't with my dad in the gym, like I'll go back home like with my friends. And that was the only thing that was open was that. So we just started making it kind of a thing. And then when COVID ended, like we just kept going. And it kind of ended up being like a little chill spot for us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but the court that you guys would play on, the it was an eight-foot hoop, Yeah, right? it was like... <laughs> The 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 ten foot goal was next to it, but on the other one it was eight foot. So it's like my friends would want to play on the shorter one so they could dunk and all of that. You know what I'm saying? But I still wanted to play, so I still play every now and then. I wouldn't be like, oh damn, but I I still play. Yeah, and so then Crab Apple kind of became like the identity of mm-hmm. the group, right? I think yeah. I read that you all's fantasy football league also yeah. became called Crab Apple. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, have you ever won? No, I never won. No, I never won. Really? <laughs> You're very upset about it? I always I always be consistent like the first like six weeks, like always checking my lineup and then after I just be like, let it go. Oh, it like falls off? Yeah, you? I really? just stop checking it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to be consistent this year though. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to build like your dream fantasy football mm-hmm. team, tell me who your quarterback is, two wide receivers, and two running backs. All right. You said quarterback. Um, I'm going to pick Mike Vick. You know, okay. I'm from Atlanta. So Mike Vick. You said running back. Mm-hmm. Um. My favorite running back growing up was Reggie Bush, even though he played for the Saints. It was like still kind of my favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say we're not allowed to yeah. like them. <laughs> but it was like it was like I still liked him just because who he was, his college story, and all of that. So yeah, Reggie Bush. Uh, you said two wide receivers, um, Julio Jones, of course, and I would say Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Were you heartbroken when Julio left Atlanta? I really was. Yeah, I was. It kind of hurt a little bit. I mean, he's my favorite. Yeah, I still be rooting for him though. I wanted to win. Really? Yeah. We all we all want the best for Julio. How did you feel about Matt Ryan leaving? 
Um, it was kind of like bittersweet because a lot of people didn't like him, but like he was there for so long and like mm-hmm. he was our quarterback for such a long time. It was like, oh, I'm going to miss you, but it's time for somebody new now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know was, what I'm saying? It was time to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I, don't I know thank how, him for everything, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know how Mariota's going to be, but fingers crossed because yeah. I, I want the Falcons to be to be really good again. We're going to see. Yeah. All right, so here in Vegas, Summer League, what do you think Summer League has shown you about your game so far? Um... It's shown me that I can affect the game in a lot of, in, a, in a lot more ways than scoring. I would say, um, my first two games, I didn't shoot the ball well. I didn't. I wasn't scoring the ball well, but I feel like I impacted the game in other ways, such as like defense and rebounding and just encouraging my teammates and just kind of leading. But um, I feel like that's what I learned most. Just just other ways I can affect the game and separate myself really. I think that for some fans, when they're watching summer league, since it's the first time they're seeing their new guys on the court, mm-hmm. they have like very crazy reactions mm-hmm. just because they're like, okay, this is the first time and I don't know what I'm getting. How do you stay level-headed in mm-hmm. a game in summer league when mm-hmm. it's maybe not going exactly how you want it to? Um, it's easy when you got a great coaching staff and great teammates who always are uplifting you, who, who've seen what you can do and seen what you're capable of. It's like the outside noise really doesn't matter. It's like we're all a unit and we're all a group and we all trying to get better together. So it's like mm-hmm. what other people are saying, it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter to me. It's like, I know that every game, I feel like I've played better. I've been more aggressive. And, like, that's the only thing that really matters. We've played better every game, and we're winning, so I'm happy. Yeah, and I think you have shown some really good stuff this summer league. And you're right, every game has Mm -hmm. been better than the last. What do you attribute, you know, those mini jumps to between Um, each game? Just settling in. Like, even when I was in college, like, if you go look at the stats, you go look at the numbers, like, my first few games wasn't, wasn't, wasn't great, you know what I'm saying? But when I figure it out and find my niche and find my, find my rhythm I feel like that's when I'm playing best that's when I'm that's when I'm uh, having fun with the game and just 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 playing playing better so one of the things that's always really interesting about you know rookies coming in is you are watching the NBA Mm -hmm. before you're in the NBA so you have thoughts on teams before you join those teams Mm -hmm. so before you were part of the Rockets when you were watching that team what did you feel like they needed Mm -hmm. to improve and how do you bring some of those things um I feel like they just needed Defense, for the most part, um, you know, they were they're very talented offensively. You know, you mm-hmm. can't take that from away from them with KPJ, Jalen Green, and mm-hmm. Alpie. You know, like their offense is, is is not the concern, but at the same time, they wanted somebody who who can bring defense and 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 lead that defensive unit. So I feel like that's what I kind of bring. You know what I mean? Still going to be learning from, still going to be having my ears open, but I really want to come in from day one and just set that tone on defense, really. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and we're going to get into you defensively because mm-hmm. many people believe you are the best defensive player mm-hmm. in uh, this past draft. But I want to talk about draft night a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember after the draft, you talked about telling your friends you weren't going to cry. Mm-hmm. And then you saw your mom and dad cry, yeah. and you couldn't help yep. it. What about their tears moved you? Um, Just the sacrifices they've made, everything we've been through, everything we've we've been through we always stay together so like for with for them being with me on that night and them really showing their emotions like really really let it all out for me cuz like i wouldn't be here without them like the sacrifices they made everything they they put on the line for me it's like i'm finally here and i finally can pay them back you know what i mean so it kind of kind of came out for me yeah and you know i feel like it's something that no one really gets until they have a kid like mm-hmm. i don't understand yeah. it but it's crazy to think about this person that you made Mm -hmm. eventually goes out and like lives this dream that they've Mm -hmm. been talking about for their entire lives so the draft night is really really special for 
for parents too. What did you say to them right after? Um, I just told them thank you. Told them I love them, and it's just the beginning. You know what I mean? Like the a new journey starts. Like I told my dad, like it's time to amp up the work, the work ethic. Time to amp it up a little bit, and it's just time to start a new chapter in my life. So just told them I thank him, uh, and I love him really. So what emotion did you feel when you heard your name called at number three? Um, I felt kind of surprised because, you know, all the mock drafts and stuff, me talking to other teams, like I thought I would go higher. But, you know, when it happened, it's like all of the emotions and the frustrations I had when my name wasn't called first or second. It was like it all went out the window because at the end of the day, I just achieved my lifelong dream. And when the commissioner said my name, it's like so many emotions just left my body and it was all positive. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I felt. But, um, I was I was just really surprised. You know, I wasn't really mad at it. It yeah. was just more of a surprise and a shock to me. You know what I mean? Because the two players before me, like, they're great. You know what I mean? Nothing against them, but it just felt surprising to me. So all of my emotions just kind of was, was running at the time. Yeah. So surprised when you heard your name at three, but what's mm-hmm. the emotion you felt when you didn't hear your name at one? Um, Like I said, surprised, but at the same time, I was just like, um okay, that team didn't want me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Move on, then the next team didn't want me. But when the team finally called my name, it was like, I got to go into this situation and just give it my all because mm-hmm. it took a chance on me when other teams didn't, you know what I mean? So just got to give it my all. Was that moment as crazy for you as it was for all of us working or watching? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it was like all of a sudden, everything yeah. changed. Mm-hmm. Was it Was it that kind of It was of definitely deal? crazy. Like I was over there shaking. Like That was the first time I ever like, felt like, you know, when people say I was shaking, like I was really shaking. Like, I couldn't like stop. You know what I mean? Just because I didn't know where I was, where I was going to go. Cause I thought I was going to go one or two. I didn't go one or two. So who knows? What if I don't go three? You know what I mean? Like it was just so many emotions and so many, so many possibilities in my head. But you know, when my name was called, it was like, like I said, everything just left my body and it was like all positive. Yeah. And the, Interesting thing, too, about the draft, it's like everyone is so hyper-focused on the players. So you're probably sitting there shaking and feeling way, but you also know all the cameras are on you, too, so you're trying to hide it in some ways. Have you rewatched the draft? Like, have you watched that moment of yourself? Um, Yeah, it comes on TV every now and then, so I see it, and I see, like, how my face was and, and all of that. So it's just like every time I see it, the emotion comes back, and I just think about it, and it kind of motivates yeah. me. Has anyone, like, from, after that happened, has anyone from Orlando, like, reached out to you? Uh, No, but, but you know, I can see, like, you know, like, in the tunnels and stuff, when we get ready for summer league games, I see some of the people I was with, like, when I visit them. So I say hey to them, see how they're yeah. doing, you know, ask them. And um, just just still interacting with them. You know, it ain't no no hurt feelings, like, throw a side eye at them. Yeah, like that, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I still see them. I, I saw the um vice president for OKC, the head coach for OKC, talk to them, and just caught up with him. They told me congratulations and all of that. So it was all good. So no side eye and no bad blood. Nah. But you've talked about having a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So when you play Orlando, will mm-hmm. it feel a little different for you personally? Yeah, it'll definitely feel a little different. They know that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like everybody knows that. So it's like nothing I really have to push and not like that. It's just like, it's just something that's going to be in the back of my head. But at the end of the day, I'm still trying to go in there and win. So, so I mean, I, I just want to say this as somebody who obviously like works in the media and I understand how sometimes narratives work and they will follow players. You know that for the beginning of your career, people always tie you and Paolo mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Even though that's silly and mm-hmm. even though it's ridiculous, yeah. they will always point to this and they'll talk about who made the right decision, you know, Orlando, mm-hmm. Houston, whatever the case may be. 
Um, and I feel like that's not fair mm-hmm. because you are bigger than whatever draft night yeah. is for you. Mm-hmm. So for any fans, what do you want them to remember mm-hmm. about you on draft night? Um, I want them to remember just how happy I was after I got picked. You know what I mean? Like when I got drafted, I feel like my face wasn't didn't show my my, my true emotion at the time. Like I was still kind of kind of frustrated a little bit or, and, and surprised, but. When I got picked, I was real happy to, to to be a Houston Rocket. You know what I mean? Like, I was just so motivated and so ready to work. It was like, it was crazy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want people to know and remember. Yeah, the happiness that mm-hmm. came from knowing me. Definitely. In the NBA. Greatest night of my life. Yeah, third overall pick. Okay, so everyone always calls it greatest night of their life, which I obviously believe it is. But they also say by the end of the night, you're so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just dead after? Yeah, you drain. You know what I mean? It start from early, from you doing whatever you do in the morning. Then you got to um, go to the luncheon with the commissioner. Then you got to go back to your room, get ready for draft night, take a shower, do all of that. Then you like on the bus. And then when you get there, you got to wait in the waiting room. It's like, it's a, it's a, lot, it's a lot of steps to it. Mm-hmm. But then like after it happens, you got to talk to a thousand people. Then you got to, Take pictures. It's a lot. It's really. a lot going it's on. It's a lot. And then after <laughs> after all of that, you gotta celebrate with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And then the night don't end until whenever it ends. And then it's like the next morning, gotta get on the flight. You gotta yeah. get out of here. So you're right. It's, to it's it. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I'm so excited uh, to be able to watch you play for the Rockets this season. Um, but so I watched a feature that you did with BR Hoops, mm-hmm. and in it, you're talking about pressure, mm-hmm. and you're saying that all of pressure is mental. You know, now that you have all these expectations around you, third overall pick, bright lights, young team, do you feel pressure? Um, Definitely. You know what I mean? Pressure is something that I feel like I've been feeling, like I said in the, in the video, since high school, since I was ranked number six in the country. Like, all eyes are on you at all times. You know what I mean? Like, expectations are, are going to be high, but that's something I worked for. You know, I ain't worked to, like, <laughs> be low in the draft and nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here for a reason, and I'm going to show them I'm here for a reason. So that's kind of how I think about it. But at the same time, you can't think about it, and you know that if you know that you're putting in the work and you know that you're being your best self, it's nothing to really be be mad about, no matter what critics say, no matter what anybody said. Yeah. So, But when you talk about feeling the pressure, right, it's pressure to what? Just pressure to live up to expectations. You know what I mean? Like, everybody wants me to come in and, basically be what they saw in college. You know what I mean? Like every, like they picked me so high for a reason because I did what I did in college and what I did in high school. So it's like they're, they're expecting to see the same thing. And if they see something different, that's when they label you as different things like bus and all of that. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just, just putting in the work and knowing that you're working and knowing that you maximize your potential. Then you can, you can be happy with yourself. It don't really matter what nobody else is saying. For sure. So when you talk about, you know, the pressure of the expectations, you feel like people have put on you. What are the expectations you have put on yourself? Um, For now or just in general in basketball? In general in basketball and um, for now. Like, what are the expectations mm-hmm. for your rookie season? Mm-hmm. For my rookie season, I just want to come in and, like I said, impact winning. You know what I mean? Not necessarily score a certain amount of points, do do all of that. But I just want to be a, a big asset to my team. You know what I mean? I want to be somebody who's playing a lot of minutes, somebody who's in the game late in the game. You know, like, just somebody who who... It's very important piece to my team, you know what I mean? Whether yeah. that's defense, whether that's offense, whatever it is, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy with it. And I feel like if that's happening, I feel like we're gonna be winning games. So mm-hmm. just just winning games and overall 
making the playoffs overall, winning rookie of the year. So those are my goals. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I love like every single person that night was like, I'm rookie of the year. I'm like, oh, we got a lot of rookie of the years. In uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think will separate you mm. in that race for mm. rookie of the year? Um, both sides of the ball. Like, I feel like I, I can, I can score and I can, and I love defense. Like defense is something that I pride myself on, something that, um, I focus on going into every game. Like that's my main priority is stopping my man, stopping up the opposing team. So I feel like me being able to play so, both sides of the ball at a high level will be my case for rookie of the year. So that is one thing about you. You get excited about defense, mm-hmm. which is rare in the NBA. Nobody yeah. really wants to play defense mm-hmm. in the NBA. How do you feel like you will avoid that that allure of focusing on the flashiness, mm-hmm. the offensive, you know, side mm-hmm. of basketball? Um, I feel like I won't I won't have no problem adjusting because like that's just kind of who I am. Like I'm not no flashy, you know what I'm saying? No no flashy person. So it's like I don't got no problem with doing dirty work. I don't got no problem with 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 doing the little things that that help winning. You know what I mean? So um I feel like it won't be an adjustment for me, but at the same time it is a lot of cameras. It is a lot of people in the stands. So, <laughs> you know, just just kind of kind of locking in and focusing. Yeah, but defense does win the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's interesting whenever people talk about you know you being on that team. As the Rockets didn't necessarily need more offense, which mm-hmm. you alluded to, so, but what they needed was that defender, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who was going to help space the floor, and that's exactly what you do as well. So, but when you talk about that defense, fill in this blank for mm-hmm. me, okay? Being defended by Jabari Smith feels like. <laughs> a bad dream <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare <laughs> nightmare because it's like like i'm not the quickest but when you get by me i'm 6'10 so you're gonna have to finish you're gonna have to find something to do with it mm-hmm. and it's like i do have good feet so it's like it's just it's just kind of tough and when i get when i get stronger when i get even quicker it's like it's gonna be even more scary so mm-hmm. i'm excited so you want the guys to have nightmares about yeah. you switching on to them in that mm-hmm. game okay Definitely. i love that So you've obviously, you have the ability to guard one through five. Mm -hmm. What type of player do you think gives you the biggest problems Mm -hmm. on defense? Um, What type of players? I feel like um, ones that I would say shooters for the most part. Um, People that can really shoot from deep, I would say, because that forces me to press up into you a little bit more, really, really slide my feet, really move my feet. So I would say, if you can really shoot, really have a quick trigger, I feel like that's going to be the hardest part. I wouldn't say somebody really attacking me as mm-hmm. much because I feel like I can hold my ground, you know what I'm saying, contest contest late with my length. So I feel like somebody who who's a really good shooter from distance forces me to press up, and I feel like that's where it would get probably uh, tough for me. Who are you most excited to defend? Excited to defend? I would say most excited to defend LeBron and most and most excited will probably be Steph, LeBron and Steph, yeah. for sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. that now you talk about the shooters. Yeah. Steph is like, I know you got to pick him hard. up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Half court. Yeah. No, that's going to be really fun. What do you think that uh, that matchup will look like? Um, He's going to get my best shot. He And and I'm going to get his best shot. So we're going to see how I go. So when your dad talks about your defense, he says, I want to make sure I say it right. He said there's another level to it. Mm-hmm. What do you think he means by that? Um, like I said, pressing up into the ball more. I feel like right now I still give people space because I know I'm long. I know I can contest late. But when I start playing against the Luka Doncic's and the, the the Stephs and the Kyrie's, like you can't let them shoot the shots that 
know what I mean? I would let somebody in college shoot or, you know, any regular person shoot. So it's like when I when I'm able to press up into the ball and really give those guys trouble, it's going to be really, really tough. That's when I'm going to be guarding the best player every night, going to be guarding, like, the opposing team's best scorer every night. So when he says another level, I feel like it, he, he means that. And also me getting stronger, me being able to guard, like, the bigger people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Joel Embiid and mm. all of those guys, like Giannis and all of them. So it's just, like he said, another level to it. And obviously progression is progression, and that happens in the time that it should. But when do you feel like you see that mm-hmm. other level? When do you hope to see it? Um, I feel like I hope to see it when the season starts. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I got a lot of time to prepare, a lot of time to get my body stronger, get a lot of time to mature and, and learn more about this game. So by the time the season starts, I feel like I should be like all defensive team caliber, like from day one, really. Yeah. One thing I've heard you talk about a lot in your interviews is being a hard worker, mm-hmm. um, which I mean is a thing I think a lot of people say, right? I work hard. I like to be in the gym, whatever. You know, we all feel like we are hard workers. But what do you feel like makes you a hard worker? Um, I feel like it was just kind of, I feel like it's kind of how I was raised. Like um, my approach every day is like kind of different. Like if I, if I finish a practice or a workout and feel like I didn't like exert myself or I didn't feel like I worked hard enough, I feel like I'm going to do more like all the time. Like I'm always working until I feel like I've satisfied myself for the day. You know what I mean? Like, like if it's an off day, I'm not just going to be laying around and like enjoying my off day. I got to go do something. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I got to get better in some way, whether that's even watching film, whether that's going to the gym and shooting shots, not even really going hard or intense, just, just getting better in some way. That's kind of how I was raised. What do you anticipate, you know, your off-season looking like? Mm-hmm. Um, my off-season looking like a lot of lifting, a lot of getting stronger, um, a lot of, just a lot, really. Like, a lot of getting in shape, a lot of just learning about the game, learning from my teammates at training camp and just just filling out this system and this offense and this, and this, and this culture, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I assume, like, do you already know what mm-hmm. Houston's going to look like for you? Know where you're living? Mm-hmm. You know, all these, all these things? Um, I have an idea where I'm living at, but I haven't, I haven't um, pulled the trigger on nothing yet. So I'm still looking right now. Is this going to be, like, the first time you've, like, fully lived mm-hmm. alone? Um, in college, you know, I mean, I had a roommate, but um, my parents wasn't with me. So, like, I was alone, but this would be the first time I'm really, like, Alone, alone. Yeah, like saying, a so. like a grown up. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always think just about this stage in rookies' lives. It's like so much is changing mm-hmm. for you really, really quickly. Yeah. And I'm sure it can feel like a lot. Mm-hmm. How have you dealt with just like this major life change? Um, it's been it's 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 been kinda not tough, but like kinda different, you know what I mean? Because like you don't have um your parents with you a lot, you don't have you're like, you don't have somebody like holding your hand a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like in college, I felt like that was my first time really like getting away. And I feel like I did fine. Like I was taking care of myself. I still was working hard. But like at this level, it's kind of different because you're not on no campus. Like you're in yeah. a real city. Like things can happen. Like you got to keep yourself safe. Like different things like that come into play. And it's like, it's kind of different. You know what I mean? And a lot more people know you than in college. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of different. Do you feel like, you know, as someone who has had bright lights on them for a large chunk of their life, mm-hmm. that you almost had to, you had to grow up really fast yeah. or at least mature really fast? Definitely. And, I, and and like I alluded to earlier, like, just, grow, just just how I was raised, like, I wasn't baby, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like my parents let me, let me grow up, you know what I mean? It wasn't, 
like I said, um, holding my hand or or just forcing themselves upon me. Like they let me grow up. They gave me my space. And I feel like that makes me who I am today, like makes me more mature, makes me more like um, self-dependent kind of. So I thank them for that. But at the same time, like if I'm in the wrong, they're going to let me know. And they always going to make sure I'm doing the right thing and, and always watching. You know what I mean? Now, your dad, he stopped playing basketball to focus on being your dad. Mm-hmm. What conversations have you had with him about that decision he made? Um, he just, all, I've kind of told him that, like, I have to put my all into the game just because he sacrificed so much to, to be in my life because, you know, he grew up without a father figure. So him being in my life, him him going out his way to be in my life is, is real big for me. So mm-hmm. I feel like I owe him that to just pay him back and just just go hard for him. Who's the one person whose opinion you value mm-hmm. over all others? Uh, probably his. You know what I mean? Even if I do, even if I go with his opinion or don't go with his opinion, it's always going to be in the back of my mind. Like, like he said, do this. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be my dad said this. So if I don't go with it and I'm wrong, it's like next time I need to listen to my dad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But and that's just being me being 19. It's like, you know, you know how I go. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I know, I mean, obviously, he played such a major role in how you play basketball. Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear his voice, like, as you're playing? Oh, all the time. Like, <laughs> like, anytime I'm doing something wrong, like, I know what he would say. So it's like, it's easy for me to fix it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thank him for that. Like, I thank him for being at my games yelling when I was younger. Like, now I can, like, kind of hear him without him even doing it. Like, I can hear what he would be saying and I, I can hear... The, adjust- the adjustments that he would want me to make. Yeah. Okay, give me an example. Um, For instance, like on defense, he always emphasizes me having my hands out, me always being big and using my long arms. So anytime I'm on defense and my hands down and like a ball is, is swung past me and my hands on up, maybe I could have like deflected it. I'll think like immediately like, I, I got to get my hands up. I know he was probably mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> so like the next, so, so the rest of the game, my hands out, my hands like active. So mm-hmm. that's something I kind of focus on. So you just hearing him, hands up? Yeah, hands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know July 1st, y'all were supposed to play one final yeah. one-on-one game. He pushed it back. He didn't even play me. <laughs> he didn't play me because he blamed it on like me not getting hurt or nothing like that. But he said August 1st now, so we're going to see. Oh, uh, but you're like, no, nah, you push it back because yeah. he was about to get He know why he pushed it back. Yeah. <laughs> But the last time you all played, you won, right? Yes. Okay, by how much? Like large, large margin. Yeah, it was a large margin. Okay, we ain't gonna put your daddy on blast, <laughs> yeah. but just know you won. Yeah, it was a large margin. <laughs> sure. Okay, this is completely random, but I was just wondering this. So I know your high school was a little upended by COVID mm-hmm. that final year for you. Yep. So you didn't get to do McDonald's All American game. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to do Jordan Brand Classic. Did you get to do things like? Did you have a prom? Um, no. No, I didn't have a prom. I took prom pictures and stuff, but our prom was held in the cafeteria, so I didn't really go. I didn't go. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, so you went junior year, you're saying? Um, you know, junior year, it got shut down by COVID too, because that was like, when I was a junior, the COVID thing hit around March, and our prom was supposed to be in like, I want to say maybe April or May. Yeah. So that one was cut, and then senior year, everything was getting back to normal, like towards the end, but they didn't have it at like no you know, big place and I like that. It was just like, we're going to do it in the cafeteria. And I was like, no. You're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, because I mean, I just think about the things that you would miss out on because yeah. things that got shut down. But mm-hmm. it seems like you don't, you weren't like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean, it was some things like the McDonald's All-American game yeah. definitely hurt me. You know what I mean? Prom kind of hurt too because it's like, my junior, I was going to go. And like, when I went my junior, I was saying, if it's, 
if it's not what it's what it seems or if it's not like fun, I'm like, I'm not gonna go my senior year, but my junior year I'm gonna go. But um when it got shut down, it was like my senior year, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I don't yeah. know if I wanna go or not. But um like when they said it was gonna be in the cafeteria, I was like, I'm not finna spend all this money. <laughs> go, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But no, I get, I mean, because just going to prom is just a thing, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a thing everyone does. You go to prom and for it to be like, oh, my COVID, I, like makes me very sad for high yeah. schoolers at that yeah, at that time. What do you think you would have shown in that McDonald's All-American game? Um, I haven't even thought about what I would have shown. I just know how fun it would have been. Like yeah. just even practicing and just like, like playing on TV, like ESPN, like it would have just been crazy, really. Yeah. Like, and me watching all the games before me, so it would have been crazy. Graduation didn't change though, right? Like you still had a um, ceremony. Yeah, yeah, we had a graduation. Yeah, it was uh-huh. it was on our uh, football field, so it was pretty cool. It rained, but it was all good. Yeah, but it was still good. Yeah, you got you got the cap and gown. You did all yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe I read that growing up, you actually dreamed about playing for Calipari at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But then I guess because they ended up seeing your potential late, you're like, I want to be with the team that saw it, mm-hmm. saw it really early. Yeah. So like, I mean, how how much did you want to be at Kentucky? Um, when I grew up, I was always watching Kentucky, like Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, like De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, like all of those people. I was always watching them. Like that was where I wanted to go. Like when I was younger, I always said like, I want to go to Kentucky. Like that's the school I'm going to go to. But it's it's like when I got older and teams started recruiting me, like I had offers from Georgia, like Auburn, like LSU. Like when I started getting offers like that, I'm like, Kentucky, like where you at? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. They haven't offered me yet, but people tell me, like, you know, Blue Bloods come in late. They don't really offer this early. And I'm like, why? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's like, what, what are y'all not seeing? So it was like, when my when my decision came, it was like, I'm going to go for somebody who's seen my potential early and who really, really, really want me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want somebody who just saw my ranking and saw all of this and was like, we're going to recruit him now. Like, nah. I want somebody who's been watching me since I was in 10th grade, ninth grade, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the loyalty part came into it a little bit. Totally. But I mean, all things work out as they should because you could argue that like this maybe isn't even happening right mm-hmm. now if you had gone to yeah. gone to Kentucky. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Oh my gosh, but Kentucky fans thinking, dang, we could have had you bars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But you you went you went to the right place. Um, but you were now with Ty Ty, mm-hmm. who went to who went yep. to Kentucky. I think that when you played them though, he was hurt. Um, he got hurt like in the like first four minutes of the game. Yeah, so you didn't get them at full strength. No, nope, didn't get them at full. So you strength. didn't even get to talk trash about it. No, nah, I do. I, we won. I ain't, <laughs> I'm always gonna say that, but you know yeah. his comeback is always he was hurt and all of that. But yeah. I'll take the W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what makes Ty Ty special? You're a new. Team. Um, I just love how he always plays the right way. Like he don't try to like get out of his body and like do do stuff he know he can't do. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna try to score thirty and you know just. He's capable of scoring 30, of course, but he's not going to, like, force it. You know what I mean? Like, he's real, real real chill, real, real encouraging. He plays hard, always making the right pass, and he just lets the game come to him. So that's what I love about him. What do you love about Jalen Green? Um, Jalen Green, he's real. I haven't played with him yet, but as I've seen, like, he's real competitive. Um, He plays with that little fire a little bit, um, and I like that. So just his ability to score, his ability to just do so much. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to play with him. Now, you know it, like Jalen and Josh, you're entering a real uh, stylish team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you going to have to step up the fits? I mean, I'm going to try to, but I ain't going to be on all of that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try to. You're like, you're going to do it your way. Yeah, I'm going to do it my way. All right, I got you. Uh, I know that on your test, you have Forever Humble mm-hmm. tatted, right? How has that 
kind of guided your life? Um, just through all the success and through all of the accomplishments, not forgetting where I came from, not forgetting what got me here, not forgetting the people who helped me get here. So that kind of just keeps me grounded and, and always, always remind me to just treat people the right way, no matter, no matter who they are, no matter who, no matter how famous or, um, how high up you get, never, never forget where you came from. Do you feel like that is something that you will have to not remind mm-hmm. yourself of, but be very cognizant of as your life continues to change? Um, definitely, definitely. Just as as um, as the money comes and the and the plan on TV every every some uh, however many days, it's like a lot of people are gonna know you. A lot of people are gonna push your buttons. A lot of people are gonna try to try to get certain reactions out of you. You just gotta remember, like. To, to, to remain yourself, always treat people the right way and just remain who you are. So I can tell, you know, when you talk about, you know, whether it's what happened with Orlando Draft Night, if it's, you know, Kentucky not seeing mm-hmm. your potential early, that you have a very deep confidence in your abilities mm-hmm. and you believe yourself to be the best or mm-hmm. one of the best. How do you think that will manifest this first year in the NBA? Um, I think of the show really like, just my work ethic and just my my attention to detail and my unselfishness will really show this year. Like, I feel like we're going to win some games and I feel like I'm going to be a big reason why. Mm-hmm. Is being slighted something that you feel like motivates you? Um, definitely. Um, I like to prove people wrong. I like to, I like to, um, what, what you call them, doubters, haters or whatever. Yeah. I like to, I like to prove them wrong a little bit. So that, that that's what kind of motivates me. But at the same time, it's like, you can't let it, like if you're not, proven wrong you can't let it affect you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you got to rem- remember that too yeah you still got to live for you yeah, just yeah, be but, aware of but when that. i prove them wrong i'm gonna let them know for sure oh you're gonna let them know <laughs> you're gonna let them know i believe that as yeah. you should as you absolutely should okay what will be success for houston this season um i feel like success would be um uh, a better season than last year, honestly. Um, I feel like our goal would be to make the playoffs, but as as you see how the West is stacked up, um, it's going to be tough, but it's definitely going to be a goal that we're going to be working for and we're going to be trying to achieve. But ultimately, I just feel like a better season than last year and a trend, a trend in the right direction is definitely what we're looking for. So I know who you're excited to defend, but what team mm-hmm. are you most excited to play? Um, What team? Um, I... I'm definitely excited to play the Warriors just because they just won the finals and that dynasty is kind of becoming like a like like a thing. So I just want to really play them and see see how that is and just be able to tell my friends like, yeah, it's for real. Yeah, <laughs> like, they are really about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I love talking to younger basketball players because in so many ways, you guys have been shaped by the new style of yep. the NBA. Mm-hmm. How did watching the Warriors, watching mm-hmm. Steph, watching Clay, mm-hmm. like shape how you play basketball? Um, it's like, like when, when you see them play, you see how small they were playing. You see how many threes they were shooting. It's like, and they were winning while doing it. So it's like teams are going to go to that. Like teams are going to be like, okay, they won a championship doing it. Now let me try. Now let me try. Now teams are all doing it, but just all in different ways. Like, you know, the Warriors change the game forever. Like threes is something that's, going to be a part of the league forever and it's, it's going to keep going up that way. So, yeah. like, watching that, it just seems like you have to be able to shoot. Like, sh- like shooting is something that's mandatory in, in today's game if you're not seven foot or if you're not, you know what I mean? It's, it's still people out there, but it's like, it's real slim, especially if you're not 
if you're shorter, like shooting is something that you have to be able to do. Yeah. And that's just something that I focused on, like growing up, not knowing how tall I would be, not knowing any of that, just always focusing on being able to shoot and, be, and that being a thing that like people can check check off real quick. Yeah. But so you growing up focusing on shooting the three, what was that a direct result of? Was it because you saw them and how the game was going or was it, you know, your dad telling you to focus on that? Why did you? Um, Kind of, kind of both. Kind of yeah. because my dad told me to focus on it and I didn't want to limit myself and, and um, I wanted to be able to do all things. You know what I mean, watching Kevin Durant, watching LeBron and all of those type of guys, like they don't have no limits. So I want to be like that. Okay, nice. Well, before you go, I mean, I definitely have to ask you about this because our friend Jackie out there told mm-hmm. us you are a uh, big Atlanta rap fan. Yeah. Okay, you got to tell me top three Atlanta rappers. Top three, that's mm-hmm. easy. Um, okay, I'll do three. I was going to say five, but I went three. I'll do five, whatever you want. <laughs> You're like, I'm you know in it. I'm with it. Okay, give me five. Five? Okay, so um, Atlanta. All t- I'll be doing all time or like my personal favorite. Mm, what do y'all think we should do? All time or his fave? I think all time. All you have time. To do all time. If I forget some people, they're gonna be <laughs> mad at me. Okay, all I'm not. Time. I'm, I'm not gonna do no specific order. Okay, just your all time five. No. Okay. Order. Um, his favoritism is definitely in this, by the way. Okay. But um, I got to I got to <laughs> go like, um, Outcast, um, Jeezy, um, uh, this is tough. I'm gonna go Future. Okay. Um, that's three. Um. I'm trying to think. I'm going to go Young Thug. Okay. And for the fifth one, I know I'm forgetting somebody. <laughs> um, I don't know about the fifth one. I can't remember. I'm going to say number one, you had to say Outkast. Yeah. You passed that I test. In my outcast. head, I'm like, how old is he? Is you know, <laughs> yeah. got to say it. <laughs> I had to say Outkast. Um, okay, I, I do have just like an overall music question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm 30. Uh-huh. I mean, like I, li- I listen to maybe just like a little different music mm-hmm. than some of the younger guys. Everyone did this favorite rappers thing with NBA, mm-hmm. and people were saying like NBA Young Boy, and like I'm like I do not know one NBA Young Boy song. I don't think for real. I, like maybe I do, but I just don't know what it is. That's crazy. You don't heard one before, but you probably don't. Yeah, you ain't putting it in your headphones, listening to it. You know yeah, I think mean, I have like a very specific <laughs> yeah. music taste, and that is like just a different thing that I that I haven't gone to. Yeah. So who are some of the who are the kids listening to that I need to listen to? I mean, Gunna is definitely one of them. I listen to Gunna. Okay. You I listen, listen to Gunna, I listen to Gunna. Okay, you're talking about people you don't know about. Do you listen yeah. to Babyface Ray? Okay, that's another one. I've, like, seen him. I have no idea. I only okay. see him because he kind of has, like, some viral videos yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, so, so Babyface he's Ray. somebody I, I started listening to recently that I really, like, like. But um, I'm trying to think of somebody you wouldn't know. Um, I don't know. Okay, get back to me on that. Would, I think I need you to. You really wouldn't know. I'm going to definitely think about it. Got to relate to the kids these days. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone I'm listening to is like, old. Oh, I, I need to ex- expand my palate. Um, any Twitter questions? Not Twitter questions, Someone app questions. Asked, is little baby on the list? Oh, my bad. But I was, <laughs> I was thinking more like older, but I, I didn't want to forget somebody in my past and then my dad be like, how you forget? How you forget like, it? <laughs> yeah, but little baby definitely would be in my top five for sure. You didn't say T.I. I was thinking T.I., but it's like, I don't know. Like, I, just, is he... I was really more focused on not missing nobody like that's really should be in it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. People are asking if, to hear some highs and lows from your high school career. Um, People are asking to hear highs and lows from your high school career. Highs and lows from high school. Um, I would say I had a lot of highs. 
You know what I'm saying? But some of the lows would be like um, just just playing some of the players who were um, considered better than me or playing some of the players who were um, just, just, just how I went into it. I feel like I went into it wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I went into it kind of – this is when I was like younger, like sophomore, maybe junior. I think I went into it wanting to prove myself and wanting to, wanting to outplay them rather than going into it ready to win the game and ready to really – impact my team and really win so when I got when I became a senior and I played against like Paulo and Chet in the Pangos camp it was like I really want to win the game I don't want to focus on this matchup because if I focus on winning the game and taking care of that everything else will take care of itself so mm-hmm. that's one lesson I learned and also um as I got highly highly rated people playing at me people trying to get under my skin and trying to just do little stuff to just kind of throw me off it was like I really laugh at it like come on bro like <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like like little stuff like that. It's just for like, just always focus on winning and always, always keep the main thing the main thing. I would say. Do you talk trash? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Like what kind of trash talker are you? Um, I'm not the type to just go at you first, but like if you say something to me, I'm I'm gonna be in your ear the rest of the game. Yeah, rest sure. of the game. Yeah. Not stopping. For sure. Okay, I like that. Is there anyone you're excited to talk trash to? Um. There's a lot of trash talkers in the league, so. So many. The best will probably be, I would probably say, like, Draymond Green, uh, John Morant. Um, I don't know. Everybody talk. They say Kevin Durant is a real good trash talker, but he's he, he's kind of like that, too. Like, he won't say nothing if you don't say nothing, so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably just leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to probably just leave him alone. You're like, but, I'm not going to give him any ammo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just leave him alone. But, uh, yeah, those probably two guys I really want to, you know, see what they on. So you, you know, you just alluded to talking about Pang and Pangos with Paolo and Chet. Mm-hmm. When did you know, like, Chet was a pro? Um, Really watching him. You know, like, when, like, in high school, watching his games, and just really, when I really played against him, I was like, yeah, he's going to be good. Just because his ability to, like, space the floor, his ability to do do so much. And he's, like, he's tall. He's, he, he, he's long as I don't know what. So it's, mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. So, like, that that asset and people say he's not strong and all of that like he's not just weak you know what I mean like playing against him he's not just somebody you just gonna bully like he's not soft he's not none of that like he's gonna get stronger as as age comes and like I feel like he'll be fine in the NBA it had to be weird for him to like read all these articles about himself and everybody Mm -hmm. talking about like his body his ability him being weak and him being like there's more to that. Yeah. Was it weird for you hearing people mm-hmm. critique your game? You're like, that's not right. I'm um, actually good at this. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, it kind of shows you um, what you want to showcase. But at the same time, it's like, when people talk about like my ball handling and stuff like that, like, I feel like that's something that's going to come as I get older and just get stronger. But right now, it's not something that I'm finna just try to show y'all. Like, I'm not finna be out here trying to look like Steph Curry when that's not what I can do right now. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not finna try to do that but am I working on it yes would somebody say he needs to work on this he needs to work on this like how can you say I'm not working on it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of thinking about that but at the same time doing stuff in the game I know will help my team win yeah yeah you know it probably doesn't feel like it in this moment but for you being able to hear what people say about you whether it's your ball handling if they're talking about your summer league performance whatever even things that you dealt with on draft night Mm -hmm. I think in the long run, having that experience now really will help you yeah. because you got like an instant crash course mm-hmm. into what it is like to be an NBA player yeah. and have all these lights yeah. on you. So in some ways, I think it was. Yeah. It's going to be beneficial. Definitely. Even like my first two summer league games, it was like they wasn't my best games, but instantly people was like, man, you know what I'm saying? Saying crazy stuff like, 
it was to the point where I had to just delete my social media. Like, I can't even like read this. So yeah. it was like, like, it got to that point and this feel like I'm glad I got to like, like feel that like now, you know what I mean? And I feel like it didn't affect me at all, but it was just like, dang, people really saying this? Like, yeah. off two summer league games? Like, so it was like, it was just to deal with that. It was kind of, kind of beneficial. Oh, all the internet is, is overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people talking about things they don't like really know what they're talking about. I think that it's probably best to like, not pay attention to mm -hmm. that, not get it, any stock, but yeah. to be aware, like, okay, I'm going to prove this. This is what yep. you're saying, but they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I'm not to, yeah, to, to prove that for sure. Um, any other ones? Couple. Um, personal goals for the year and your goals for the Rockets. Um, personal goals for the year and your goals for the Rockets for the year. Personal goals would be, um, of course, winning rookie of the year. Um, that's one of the, that's one personal goal. I feel like every rookie is going to say. Um, and team goal, I just, like I said, like trending in the right direction, winning more games than last year and showing, uh, obvious growth, you know what I mean? And for, for overall making the playoffs, like that's going to be our main goal. That's going to be our main focus. Mm -hmm. um, what player was your inspiration? What player was your inspiration growing up? Um, LeBron James, easily. Like he was, he was like a, around the age I was growing up, like he was, he was that deal. So <laughs> I had LeBron posters in my room. I was a Heat fan for that little stint. Then when he left, I threw all of it away. It was like, then he went to the Cavs, and I was a Cavs fan. It was like LeBron was somebody I just always idolized and looked up to. Have you had any interactions with him? Nah, nope. What do you think that first conversation will be like? Or you feel like it's going to happen on um, the court? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be, but I've never even seen him in person. Really? Yeah, I've never seen LeBron in person. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I, when I was younger, I went to a Hawks versus Heat game just to see LeBron play, you know what I'm saying? But he wasn't even, he didn't play. Like, he sat out. Him and Dwayne Wade sat out. No. Yeah, it was a no. hard game. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you've never seen him? Nope. Okay, so if you were to see him outside of the basketball court, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say? I mean, I wouldn't be like no fan or nothing, you know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely gonna be like, that's LeBron, I gotta gotta say something. So yeah. I'm gonna just probably dap him up and be like, What's up? Um I'm not gonna I, I wouldn't say nothing too crazy, but I'll definitely yeah. be like, What's up? Um you know, I'd probably just say, what's up, dap him up and keep it pushing. Right? Yeah, but that was like but growing up. I'm definitely going to be like, it. pull out my phone. I just talk to LeBron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely doing that. Good, yeah, because you can't show it to him, but you nah, can text your friends. I definitely got to do that, though. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, any more? Um, yeah, we can do this as the last one. Would you rather dominate against LeBron and Steph or Chet and Paolo? Would you rather uh, dominate what? against LeBron and Steph or Le Chet and Paolo? LeBron, is, LeBron and Steph. Yeah. Definitely. What? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what um what current NBA players, if any, mm -hmm. have you gone to for like advice or mm -hmm. encouragement or like have helped you along the way? Um, it's a lot of people from Georgia, it's a lot of people that, that have been in the gym with me like while I was growing up, like Jordan McCray, um, like Lou Williams, um, like um I'm trying to think. Derek Favors has has told me told me some things. Um I'm trying to think. Um Kevin Murphy. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like older guys and kind of guys who who are from Georgia who I've like played pickup with and just just been around, always always teaching me new things and just encouraging me really. Well, hey, I'm very excited to watch you for the Rockets. You better put on for Georgia, okay? I got you. I got you. Don't let me down. I got you. <laughs> no, I got thank you. you so much for your time and enjoy hot Vegas. I'm getting out of here. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>